powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, Winnipeg Jets fans. Welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Brady. I will be your eulogy director for tonight's uh, program. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, uh, what, what to even say about this game? Uh, the Winnipeg Jets lose 4 nothing to the Philadelphia Flyers. You know, the Philadelphia Flyers that are, you know, near bottom of the league. Uh, 4 nothing uh, to them. They, they allowed four goals. Four. One, two, three, four. To the Philadelphia Flyers at home. On a game where they didn't have a back-to-back. You know, they've had a lot of games in January, but uh, so has every team. That's kind of how uh, the NHL schedule works. Oh, boy. Where to even begin here? This was a game that felt almost like a must-win for the Jets in the sense of uh, they've been kind of sliding recently. They have not been playing well. Uh, they had, uh, you know, four loss, four of their past six games before this game were losses. Now, of course, five of seven and uh, coming into this game, only 15 goals in the last six games by the Jets. That's not enough. That's not enough to be a contending team. Now that's 15 goals in seven games. Even worse. This is. I think we I think we need to hit the panic button at some point here. I know I know we're only in, you know, a couple games slide. I, I sent a chat to our to our game over uh, group chat and uh, I was saying how the game over curse uh, has finally made its way over to Winnipeg. And I don't even know what to say. Um, tonight was a game where the Winnipeg Jets very, very clearly missed uh, Dylan DeMello, uh, who will be out to, uh, this game and the next, um, going into the all-star break. And the Jets had such an abysmal effort. Uh, I, if you lay any of those goals on the feet of Connor Hellebuck, I will smack you. Um, of course he gets pulled in the third period. That was an absolute mercy pulling for him. Uh, he does not deserve to play in front of this team. He or and behind this team, he does not have deserve the team that played in front of him. Uh, in the sense that Connor Hellebuck deserves so much more. He's such a fantastic goalie, but uh, a goalie can only get you so far. Uh, and hey, you got to give a shout out to to Carter Hart, caught a hot um, of the Philadelphia Flyers, pulling a, a reverse Hellebuck on the Jets. And, uh, you know, shutting them out. And he played great tonight. Like, th that's the one thing I will say about this game. Uh, coming off of the Buffalo game, which honestly felt like it broke me this season. Like, I knew the Jets hadn't been playing well recently. Uh, but that game uh, killed a little bit of me inside, I, I will say. Um, because not only were the Jets abysmal defensively, um, they weren't able to create anything. Again, against the Buffalo Sabres, who are a pretty uh, soft team defensively, in the sense of uh, it's it's not difficult to score on them. They're they're you know they're up there with you know some of the best in regards to goals for goals against, not so much. And looking at this game here, the one that I, I had a couple things just written down. Uh, I was getting a little bit concerned about the offense um, ever since you know the 
the the three players came back that being you know Ehlers, wheeler perfetti it just see, hasn't seemed like anything's really clicked and it seems like the jets have kind of reverted to how they used to play where they relied on their skill rather than um their ability to actually you know be creative and create nice plays and uh and just outwork other teams uh they've they've strayed and farther and farther from uh the word of, of rick bonus and tonight was awful um but i will say the one the one thing the one tiny little thing i will i will say that was better than the sabers game the jets were actually creating tonight it seemed like they actually had some decent offensive chances uh there were a bunch of posts that they hit and again like i said carter hart played out like fantastically Uh, that was a a deserved shutout that was not one where the flyers made it really easy for him Uh, i actually thought that the jets did well on that front uh, but defensively, boy, oh boy, as I said, they really missed Dylan DeMello today. Um, the pairings, they ended up jotting out at least to start. They, you know, the blender came out eventually. Um, Morrissey together with Pionk. Um, what was it? Brendan Dillon was with uh, Dylan Sandberg and then uh, Nate Schmidt babysitting Logan Stanley. And yeah, the, the, like this game more than ever has cemented the fact that the Jets need uh, a top four D man at the deadline here. Like that's, that is so beyond clear. Now I feel like at the start of the year, it was really obvious to, uh, to everyone that, that the jets were kind of lacking in regards to, you know, top six wingers. But, um, you know, when, if, if you get one injury in the tops, in the top four on defense, uh, this is what we're basically looking at. If Morrissey, uh, gets hurt, if Dylan DeMello gets hurt, if, I'm sure if Brennan Dillon got hurt, it would cause a lot of imbalance. Um, you know, if Nate Schmidt even did like Nate, Nate Schmidt is such a, a versatile player. I'll, I'll give him props for that. And going forward next game, I would really, really, really hope to see, um, you know, pairings uh, that were more like, you know, Morrissey with Schmidt, uh, Dillon with Pionk and uh, and Sandberg and Stanley together, I guess, or, you know, throw Cap- Capo Bianco in there because, you know, I think that. Since returning from injury, uh, Logan Stanley's been, he's been something, that's for sure. But uh, anyways, but this is a long preamble before we dive into the game breakdown. Um, before we do that, I think you know which way it's going to go. Make your bet with Sports Interaction, whether it's hockey, football, or basketball. Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live and player on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Seriously, please play responsibly. I don't want don't want anyone being, uh, you know, irresponsible with their, their gambling. Anyways, um, all right, let's 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 start from the top. Let's start from the top. I've already given you, you know, what I was looking for from the Jets um, and, you know, what I was hoping to see. Uh, I'm just going to take a peek into chat right now, see if anything, uh, if anyone has any comments here, I would love to, uh, <laughs> I'd love to, what's it called? Uh, highlight uh, John Chan, another embarrassing loss to a team below the playoff line. Team is fragile and soft right now. I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, da, 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 let me just read here. 
Uh, all right, that's good. <laughs> Just a lot of what the fuck was that from stressful Gengar? Uh, is that is the team tired or are they just crap? That's posed as better. Uh, I think a bit of both. Uh, I I think the Jets probably have played a little bit above uh, what they are, especially considering all the injuries that they had to start the year. Um, and now that things are getting back in the swing of things with all, you know, players being more up to health. Um, I think it's, it's important for Rick bonus to get everyone back on the same page, kind of ring in, uh, the team and, you know, let them know that like th- this is unacceptable. And it, and it is like the way that the jets have been playing is unacceptable. You will, they will not, uh, you know, get even past a single round if they're, um, playing this way come playoff time, but it is what it is. Um, okay. So as I said, concerned about offense to start, uh, you know, start of the game actually was not bad. I remember even turning over to my girlfriend saying, Hey, you know, jets are, jets are playing good. This is good. You know, they had, uh, you know, they had 10 shots in the first 10 minutes. Um, Shifley and, uh, and Ehlers were, were absolutely buzzing. It seemed like Blake Wheeler just wasn't doing well on that line. Um, I'm glad that at some point they tried mixing it up because I don't know. I just, it just doesn't feel like Wheeler can run with those, with those two. It seemed like he's always kind of flat footed when the puck comes to him and it doesn't seem like he can continue on the cycle that those two are creating. Um, so that's again, just another reason why the jets could really use a top six guy, drop Wheeler down. Um, and then have three really good lines, but, uh, I digress. As I said, play at the start of the game, pretty good jets, you know, jets were going back and forth. It was a, it was a lot of action in the first period. Um, you know, there was even, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to highlight this just to be honest, uh, to, to be, you know, faithful and, and not seem like I'm just picking on him. Cause I'm probably going to end up picking on him later. Uh, Logan Stanley had a beautiful give and go play in that first period. He, you know, he starts at the blue line, passes it to, uh, I believe it was Perfetti, uh, Perfetti back to Stanley, Stanley into the slot to, uh, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, he gets a chance. Unfortunately, of course it doesn't go. Um, but I have to give credit to Stanley for that because just, just so that I have one in my pocket where I can pull out a negative on him. Cause I think I might need that today. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of, but my, I, the other thing about that I was really hoping for the jets is, you know, obviously on the offense, we were getting concerned about that, but, uh, especially with how things have gone against the Sabres, uh, I've been concerned about their defense, uh, and the amount of catastrophes that, uh, that they summon. Um, I, th- you know, again, I said, I thought that the jets played decent at least offensively they were running and gunning in the first period uh, but they were still allowing a lot of chances and a lot of breakdowns a lot of turnovers defensive zone turnovers uh easily are the like one of the obvious things that are killing the jets right now um they're at one point in, you know after the you know the 10 minute mark where the jets had a great start uh things start to you know get a little dicier uh there's a d zone giveaway it, le- it leads to like two really good chances that the flyers get um, you know, this is the one where D'Angelo ends up hitting the post. Luckily they don't score there. Um, but then that also leads to, uh, Logan Stanley, who then takes a hooking penalty on Tony D'Angelo because he can't keep up with him. Um, it's really obvious, you know, this is maybe a hook that you can get away with in the playoffs possibly. Uh, but certainly not in the middle of the season, uh, really obvious, easy call for the ref. Good on him. 
great cool uh jets go to the pk and uh the start of the pk was a little bit rough but uh this is when uh morgan baron and uh, saku Mandalinen make a couple nice plays go up the ice get a couple really good chances and god i have to say uh, i am absolutely loving morgan baron and what he's brought to this team this year uh he's a guy who absolutely has so much you know energy he's got a great motor uh he seems to always kind of be in the right spots he's great in the corners he's great on puck battles uh, he's easily becoming one of my favorite uh, bottom six guys. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do, uh, you know, with more time. Uh, you know, now he's getting kind of chances in the top six, you know, as we'll we'll talk about when the blender came out, as well as, you know, the game against uh, the, the Leafs where he was playing with uh, Ehlers and Mark Shifley. Um, so, you know, good, good, you know, you ought to give it to him. Um, but then, of course, this leads to the first of four goals that the Flyers get. And this is when Noah Cates, uh, basically this happens right at the end of the, the penalty kill for the jets. Um, what ends up happening is Carson Kuhlman kind of stops, you know, skating, uh, he's still on the PK. So he can't really be man to man, but at at the position of where it is, the puck is on the goal line. You got a guy in the slot. You're kind of next to him. You kind of got to stay with him if he starts moving. Uh, so unfortunately Noah Cates gets away from, uh, Carson Kuhlman, um, right at the end of the PK, uh, the pass comes to him. He unfortunately can't really handle it. And it goes to, uh, Neil Pionk, who's standing in the red, uh, the blue paint. Uh, he tries to kick it out. It goes right back onto Kate's stick and bing, bang. It is one, nothing for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, then I have to mention it cause it was so funny. Uh, Blake Wheeler takes the most obvious tripping penalty I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and both refs just don't call it, uh, which then leads to Joel Farabee yelling and yelling at the ref from the, uh, from the penalty box or not, not from the penalty box. My apologies. Uh, we're jumping ahead, uh, from the, uh, from the bench. I thought this was going to be a penalty on torts. I'll be honest with you when they called the bench minor to start with. But it's, it turns out it's Joel Farabee uh, barking at them. They end up giving him an unsportsmanlike, puts him in the box. Um, and I'll be honest, I thought the power play was pretty good. They got four shots. But uh, it, honestly, it just seems like the timing is off for the Jets right now, especially on their power play. Even when they get these really good power plays where, you know, they're getting four, five shots on. Um it just seems like something's off, like the way they're switching. They're not really creating the movement that I would like to see. I think Nick Ehlers has brought a, a, an aspect of that. But now it seems like guys are switching with like not really any reason to it, like not to really create a play. And so it just kind of seems like they're switching things up because they're like, oh, uh, me standing here and you standing here and not moving isn't creating anything. Why don't we switch? But all it's doing is you're just standing in a different spot. And so, uh, again, I, I, I think one of the things that I would like to see is more movement on the power play. Um, I think Kyle Connor, this is one of the things that is kind of tough on him. And there's a, a, a point later I'll mention uh, on the power play where he just gets caught flat footed and doesn't really do anything with it. Um, but I think that that's one thing that absolutely needs to improve. Um, you know, the, 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 the final like two or three minutes of the period weren't great for the Jets. Um, and you know, what I have written here is just decent period, lots of chances, uh, Jets need to tighten up defensively and, and stop with the giveaways. And that did not stop. I also thought, I also have written down here. Uh, I thought that, you know, the Perfetti Dubois and Connor line, uh, was pretty brutal in the first period. And they kind of continued that on throughout the game, I would say. Um, and that's kind of, I think one of the big reasons why Rick bonus ended up pulling out the blender. But on to the second period. I don't know what it is with the Winnipeg Jets. 
and second periods. Um, I'm just going to check the chat real quick and have a sip of water. Just give me one moment here, guys. Alrighty. And yeah, as I said, second period starts. It uh, starts off with a really bad start to the period by that uh, the Dubois line, as I was just mentioning. Um, they get hemmed in their own zone for like a minute 30. They have to ice the puck. Uh, and they are just brutal, 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 brutal. Um, and then eventually, uh, you know, if they finally get off the ice. Things continue, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, and then eventually uh, Logan Stanley gets caught behind the net. Uh, it gets a weird little pass from Carson Kuhlman, passes it back into the zone to him. Logan Stanley immediately has Nate Schmidt on his left behind the net. He hesitates and waits and then eventually decides to make that pass. By this point, um, I can't remember what number it was, who it was on the Flyers, uh, is already behind the net and intercepts it and leads to two or three uh, really, you know, stuffing shots on uh, on Connor Hellbuck. Again, this is what the Jets need to cut out from their game. Like it, it's it's so it's I feel so dumb saying the same things. And I, I don't know if you can notice this, but I have a very different tone uh, to my to to my voice in comparison to the Buffalo game. The Buffalo game was anger. Uh, and, and now I'm just at a point where I'm sitting here and I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what happened to this team. What happened to them? They, they were a force through December. They were incredible through November. They were great. Uh, like I, I, I just don't understand what has happened to this team. You know, maybe the infusion of more skill guys has, has made things, you know, tougher for them to commit to the Rick bonus structure uh maybe the guys uh, the rest of the roster was already you know their their patience with that is running a, th a bit thinner it is what it is but then <laughs> Pierre-Luc Dubois takes an absolutely stupid penalty I thought as I said PLD had not a great game today, and I think it's been a couple strings of games where he just doesn't seem as engaged as before. Um, this seems like more of a frustration penalty. He hits, uh, he he gets away with a bit of a high hit on Travis Konechny, and then decides while he's on the ground, give him a shot to the face or kind of thing with the cross check. I actually wouldn't even be surprised if the league took a look at it for some sort of fine. Uh, it was pretty high, but I, I haven't seen it since you know the in play, so uh, so I could be wrong on that, um, but. It, like what is with him? Like what is with his stupid penalties? He takes some of the dumbest penalties all the time. He draws a lot. He's a pest, but he constantly goes over the line. And this was a game where it just showed that the jets were so, so frustrated. Um, uh, and then after this, uh, you know, with about 12 minutes left, the Jets kind of have a bit of a sign of life. This is when uh, Cole Perfetti ends up getting that nice little pass across. Uh, he takes a shot, gets his own rebound with his with, you know, gloves it down, tries to take another shot, misses the net. And this kind of leads to a little bit more, a uh, little bit more offense by the Jets. You know, maybe there's a sign of life. And uh, and then we have the Stanley and Pionk shift. Ladies and gentlemen, I turned over. To my girlfriend, I just said to him, said to her, Logan Stanley and Neil Pionk together on the ice. That is something I don't want to see. And then they proceeded to get hemmed in their zone uh, for 
you know, probably a minute and a bit. And it ends up, of course, with the Philadelphia Flyers scoring. Um, one of the things that frustrates me the most about Logan Stanley, and I, I, I want to be clear, I want Logan Stanley to work. I, as a Jets fan, I want him to be great. Uh, and so when I say this, I, I want that to be known. And I, I just have, have to say what uh, what I'm seeing. I, I think I'm aware of a bias that I do have towards him where I want to point things out that he does bad. Um, but this is one thing that I, I couldn't stop seeing today. Whenever Logan Stanley is in the defensive zone, all he does is either one, stare at the puck, two, if there's a guy next to him, he grabs that guy and, you know, tries to, to box him out, which is good. That's good. But he doesn't have an awareness for what's going on around him, it seems. Like, it's it, it seems like he doesn't have the defensive awareness to understand where he should be necessarily. He gets a little bit lost in his own zone watching the puck. And then he just does, oh, oh crap, I need I need to I need to cover someone. And then he just tries to pick someone up even if it's not the right man. Uh, and this is exactly what happens here. Neil Pionk, even, uh, you know, at, during this shift, there's a point where Neil Pionk uh, slashes Stanley, like to, to get to your side, buddy, get to your side. You're on the right side of the net. What are you doing here? Uh, and it continues and continues to a point where, um, you know, the puck is behind the net. I can't remember. I think it was Matt Rasmus Ristolainen, um, or whoever someone was behind the Jets net. Uh, Stan or Pionk is kind of tying a guy up behind the net. Stanley is in front and he slowly floats to like the goal line to a point where you have your, your right D who is now behind the net, like completely behind the net. Uh, and your lefty who's standing on the goal line, you know, given the business to the same guy that Neil Pionk is what happens guys. I, I don't know if you guys can count, you know, five on each side, five on each side. Oh, if two guys cover one guy, what happens? There's a guy open. Kiefer, I believe it's Kiefer Bellows. Kiefer Bellows? I what's his name? Bellows is in front uh, of, of the slot. Scores an absolute beauty. Goes back bar and down. Um, and it's 2-0. And that seems to be where everything stops for the Jets. Um, one of the biggest, uh, you know concerns I have about the Jets, and I've voiced this a couple of times, is how momentum affects them. And for this here, like this goal right now ended the game. Like this was the when the game was done. Like it just did not seem like the Jets had almost any life left in them. They have one little sign of life after this, which I'll get to in a moment. But it's yeah, the Jets need to figure out a way to to get punch in the face and get back up immediately. Whenever things aren't going their way, it just seems like they get frustrated and more frustrated and they keep trying to play, keep trying to do the the square peg in the round hole. Like it just doesn't work. Um, and at this point, like, I, I, this is where everything is over. Like the, the, the momentum that they had before this goal gets cut short and all life is gone from the team. Uh, Rick bonus decides to take a timeout at this point, which is a very good time timeout. As I said, there's almost no sign of life out there. The rest of the game would have been completely dead if not. Uh, and it was a good, it was a good little, little timeout to take because, uh, you know, right after Adam Lowry gets a nice little break down the ice. Um, of course he, he isn't able to score, uh, the defenseman got back, but then, you know, Morgan Barron gets a chance and then, uh, you know, crashes the net. And this is where the emotion kind of starts coming out. Uh, I'm not surprised to see the jets try to do this, try to light a spark. I will, I have to give it to the jets, like the, to, sorry, to the, to the bottom six of the jets. Cause they seem to be the only guys who gave a shit tonight. Like, um, 
you know, they, they, every whistle, like the only times where I saw that the Jets were actually like maintaining good pressure other than in the first period, I'll give uh, Shifley and Ehlers uh, a pat on the back for that. But in the, you know, in the second, it just see, and, and later on in the game, the only guys that were able to create anything, it felt like if it wasn't on the power play was, was the bottom six, like you have Lowry's line who goes out there and, and is banging and crashing. Then you have Stenland's line going out with Menelain and, and Gagne. And they were, and like, again, they had two back-to-back uh, chances where, you know, Lowry has his breakaway. Carson, Co- Carson Kuhlman gets his shot off of the, uh, the face-off, gets his own rebound, shoots it again, backhand, hits the crossbar and down. Again, tough. But then, uh, again, the, the, the next face-off that happens, uh, pass back to the, to the, uh, Sorry, to the blue line, and Dylan Sandberg takes a shot. Uh, uh, Adam Lowry with a nice little tip again hits the post. Like if if any of those go in, who knows what happens? Because again, like I said, the, the Jets are so affected by momentum that that could have been the thing that sparks you know a big comeback. But if you don't get like you can't have it be a make or break if we score the next goal or a score goal in the next couple minutes. Uh, that's it. But again. It's, it's it's still things are not going well. Like despite the offense kind of showing back up for a little bit, there's still uh, issues at uh, you know still defensive issues. Konechny sneaks behind the defense, gets a nice breakaway. Connor Halbuck makes a nice stop on him. Konechny goes around the around the net, uh, hits the side of the net. Thank God, otherwise he absolutely would have had a goal there. And then Connor Halbuck has to with the with his paddle smack the puck out of his own crease like I, I just don't understand what is causing the Jets to play like this um eventually uh you know Neil Pionk gets absolutely uh walked by Owen Tippett uh he gets a nice shot Connor Hellebuck again stands tall for the Jets uh and what does uh, Neil Pionk do you know I, I could give him credit for this but uh just as I said in the in the Buffalo Sabres game sometimes when you you know give the rough stuff after the whistle it's not a, hey, we're pissing you off thing. It's a, hey, I'm pissed off and this is the only way to do it. And the other team can just kind of tell, tell and just be like, fuck off, man. I'll give you shit back. But like, look at the scoreboard, buddy. Uh, again, like I said, Neil Pionk gets walked and immediately after starts giving a little bit of a face wash to Owen Tippett. They end up both going to the box for roughing. But for me, this just signified to me Neil Pionk is just frustrated, didn't work, Uh it's tough. And then the Jets go on four on four, like the, the four on four, the less people on the ice should benefit the Jets almost always. They have some of the fastest players in the league, some of the most skilled players in the league. Obviously, Nick Ehlers gets a good chance. He walks in, tries to take a slap shot, absolutely fans on it, falls to the ground. And that's kind of just emblematic of this entire game uh, for the Jets. Um and then at the end of the four on four, uh, like Josh Morrissey is in the is in the defensive zone. Every single player on the Jets has left, uh, assuming that he's going to make this like forsaken God, you know, saucer pass out of the zone right onto someone's stick. Uh, I believe, you know, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe one or two of them were changing. But regardless, there should be a defenseman there who's there to give Morrissey some help. There's three flyers on him. There's three. And you can see Morrissey immediately go like, what am I supposed to do here? Like he gets forced in the corner. They take it. Uh, you know, the, the, the flyers take the puck from him, get another chance on net. What is going on here? What, why are you guys getting outworked, outplayed, outskilled even by 
the by the flyers the flyers the flyers are I feel, I feel crazy. I, I feel like I'm going insane right now. The Flyers are one of the worst teams in the league. These, this is a team in the Bedard sweepstakes. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on their team at the end of the season. Uh, the Jets have just an awful period to end the second. 12 to 7 in shots. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. And then, you know, the third period comes along. They get a decent little start. Uh, the line blender comes out and then, you know, you get some really weird lines that the that they were trying. Some of them actually were working decently. Uh, you had Ehlers with Perfetti and Lowry, I believe. Um, Connor with Shifley and Kuhlman. Uh, and then Morgan Barron with uh, Dubois and Menelainen, which ew, I don't know why Menelainen is playing that high in your lineup. I don't understand why Kevin Stenland isn't being pushed up the lineup. I get that he has to, you know, be a centerman for the fourth line, but he's a guy who's been, you know, super useful and works hard for the Jets. I thought he had a great game today. There was a nice little play he had where he drove the net uh, and showed he actually, you know, wanted to put effort into trying to win. Um, I think that he should be rewarded with a lot more minutes. But otherwise, like I said, it's good to see that, um, you know, Morgan Barron is getting rewarded. Other guys are getting rewarded and also Rick bonus, you know, can assess the fact that um, something needs to change here. Like something needs to be done. Uh, game goes on. Uh, Owen Tibbet sneaks behind both uh, Morrissey and Pionk. This is a tough one to really decide who's at blame here. Uh, you know, the one thing I'll say is the the play was coming up the left side of the ice. If you're, you know, standing from Connor Hellebuck's view, um, Josh Morrissey's on that side. Uh, he tries to play the puck in the pass. Neil Pionk tries to grab the man. It's too late. Uh, someone's got to be aware of that guy. And, you know, the way I was taught playing, you know, I'm not a defense. Uh, when when I grew up playing hockey, I played uh, I played forward. However, I, you know, I, I'm familiar with the position. I've played defense before. I've been taught somewhat how to play defense. The one thing that you're taught is, you know, the, the guy on the puck side, he's the guy pinching. Uh, but if, if, you're, if you're the D-man who's in the middle of the ice, you got to be ready for a guy coming up the middle. So unfortunately, I I, I don't want to rag on the guy because I don't want to make it seem like I'm always just bringing up when uh you know when the bad players do bad things. But uh, Neil Pionk, uh, you got to be more aware of that, especially in this game here. But at the same time, I can look at it and understand and go, you know, you do have to be uh, more. You know, with the position the Jets were in, it's okay for them to be risking more because they do need to score. Like, they're down two goals at this point. Uh, but this kind of, again, puts the nail in the coffin. Uh, Owen Tippett sneaks behind him, walks in on Connor Hellebuck, scores. And uh, unfortunately, this isn't the one where where Hellebuck gets a mercy pulling. Um, you know, uh, the new lines start to kind of go a bit, you know, start to... to Go together a bit better uh you have Ehlers with uh with sorry i had that wrong i i think i might have said it wrong either way Ehlers is with baron and lowry they have a nice little play where you know Ehlers breaks into the zone passes it off to lowry lowry does a nice little uh forward pass for morgan baron he tries to put it on again carter carter hart stands tall makes a nice little save uh, on the five hole it is what it is uh, a couple plays later uh you have the uh connor Shifley and Kuhlman line on. They go up for a nice little rush uh, where, you know, Morrissey's kind of leading the rush here a little bit. He's coming up the middle of the ice. Uh, they break in, passes it off to Connor. Connor passes it back to uh, Mark Shifley, who's on the blue line. 
um, takes a shot. Doesn't go in, of course. Rims around, and then uh, the Jets get caught with a two-on-one. Brennan Dillon's alone back, tries to lie down. They make a beautiful pass over top of him. A nice little goal there. Again, to put the blame on anyone, uh, you know, if anything, I think that this is either a Coolman or a Shifley uh, error where uh, you, you have to know that Morgan, or, sorry, Josh Morrissey is up in, in the rush. Um, someone's got to cover for him at some point. Uh, no one does, unfortunately. And uh, again, two on one, it's tough. Then eventually, you know, Connor Hellbuck gets his mercy pulling. Thank God uh, he'll be back in on in action uh, in the Jets next game, which I will bring up here. I can't remember what day it is. Is it Monday? It is Monday uh, against the St. Louis Blues back in Winnipeg. Um, can't wait. Great. I'll be on. Uh, I'll be doing game over again. So hopefully they don't make my uh, my little three game run uh, all awful because I will break and die. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Jets get another power play. They get booed uh, on it because they can't score. Um and then this is the moment I was saying about the power play. Uh, there's an, uh, a moment where the, the the Flyers try to break out. The Jets hold it in, make a nice pass over to, uh, you know, Kyle Connor, who's standing in his normal spot. What he ends up doing is he has a good amount of time, but he looks across for the pass to Ehlers, um, who's kind of breaking in. Uh, when the option that he had was to shoot it almost right away or drive the net. If he would have immediately, when he gets that pass, um, take it to the net, Kyle Connor is a, a wizard in front of the net. And I, I have no doubt to say that he more more than likely would have had a much better chance of scoring than what he did end up having uh, on this one. Um, but he ends up waiting for the pass. It never really opens up. He tries to take a shot, goes tries to be a little too fine, goes over the net. And there goes another option for the Jets. Um you know, game ends. One little thing to note. I'm not sure the extent of it, but Nate Schmidt goes to the room uh, with a couple minutes left in the game. Uh, hopefully it is just, uh, you know, maybe a stinger. I didn't see what happened to him. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about it when the quotes come out. Um, but boy, oh boy, this is a game. I will say I wish that we were a little bit later so we could get the Rick bonus quotes about this game because I'm sure he is going to blow a gasket uh, live on uh, on. Well, not live, I guess, but uh, right in the face of the reporters. Um and the Jets finish the game with a nice little 25 seconds of the entire CLC, the Canada Life Center, booing them. Uh, two, you know, two games in a row that the Jets wear their Heritage Blues. They look mm, magnificent. Uh, and just on the inside of all of those jerseys is a big, magnificent turd. Um, brutal game. Jets lay a goose egg for, no- for nothing. I don't have much else to say. I, I, I just... I don't know. I don't know what the Jets are going to do. They got to come out much, much harder against the Blues um, or else this is going to be real bad. And and all I can say is the All-Star break can't come at a better time. Uh, Hopefully by the end of all that, the Jets are going to be able to, you know, restart the restart the engine, get the motor going. Noah Lafortin chat bonus said I was I was surprised there wasn't more booze. Perfect. Exactly. Thank you, Rick bonus. Thank you. that. Thank God we have someone to tell the truth these days because we all know that this would have been a, oh, uh, you know, I liked our game today. Uh, I thought the, the Jets were able to I thought we were able to, you know, get some good shots in front. Uh, you know, our defensive play could be a little better, but uh, that's something that I've got to work on with the team. Um, anyways. 
that's it for me today. I, I don't have any anything else really to say. Um, this was not fun. Anyways, I hope you guys had a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful Saturday. I hope you don't, uh, you know, regret the three hours you spent watching this game, uh, or the, you know, 35 minutes you spent listening to me ramble on and, you know, reiterate how bad this game was to you. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. As you can tell, I'm, I'm jumping with joy. Uh, <laughs> more quotes uh, on on the heli pull he's a great goalie you don't embarrass him absolutely i agree thank you rick bonus for uh you know solidifying the fact that that you know was a mercy pulling anyways as i was saying thank you all for tuning in follow me on twitter at nhl chunky follow at stpn sports uh Alyssa and i we have another podcast called uh, can't teach size uh, give us a follow on Twitter. We actually just released an episode today. We haven't tweeted it out just yet, but it just got uploaded during the second intermission. We talk all-star game. Uh, we talk uh, trade deadline. Uh, a lot of it is from a Jets perspective. So uh, I would certainly, certainly uh, give that a listen, especially if you're a Jets fan, which, you know, if you wouldn't be here, if you weren't. Uh, anyways, love you all. Thank you all for tuning in. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your Sunday. We'll be back at it on Monday. Good night, everybody. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.